Welcome to the David Blackmore Show. Join me as we take a deep, refreshing dive into the most profound quotes of all time, made famous by some of the greatest minds throughout our history. Discover the positive forces that control human behavior, our ideas, and our beliefs. And learn how to use these golden mountains of truth to be wiser, healthier, happier, and more productive in your daily life. The way to measure your progress is backward against where you started, not against your ideal. Dan Sullivan, your ideals should not be your benchmark for achievement. Instead, your ideals should be the source from which you create your specific, challenging, time-bound, and measurable goals. Moreover, your ideals are intended to produce positive emotions, such as excitement and anticipation. But these emotions are not what you're trying to replicate in the future. Most people get this wrong, and it creates a great deal of unhappiness for them. The emotions you want in the future relative to this ideal are happiness, satisfaction, and confidence that come from achieving your goals. If you measure your current self against your ideal, you'll never be happy because there will always be a gap. If you measure your current self against your previous self, where you were when you set your goals, and even before that, you'll experience happiness, satisfaction, and confidence. If your goals are not specific, they'll be hard to measure, which is the one reason you shouldn't measure yourself against your ideals, because your ideals are very general. If you don't have a specific measurement criteria, you won't experience the joy of the progress you've made. Once you hit your goals and have taken the time to adequately measure where you are, you should set new ideals and re-experience the excitement, anticipation, and motivation that comes from pursuing new adventures and growth. If you're not making progress, you can't feel happy. If you don't feel happy, your brain will be less adaptive and less effective towards future endeavors. If you're not making progress, you can't feel confident because confidence is a byproduct of prior success. If you don't regularly take the time to review your progress, you'll never appreciate the small details which will rob you of the experience and of all the benefits of gratitude. If you fail to appreciate where you are, you're missing out on the benefits of mindfulness as well, which can lead you to pursuing the wrong goals and missing the small moments along the way. When you set and measure your goals in this unique way, you get the benefit of deeply experiencing all of the positive and energizing emotions that will allow you to become increasingly successful. Here are a couple of different approaches that are ineffective 
because neither of them can produce the actual joy and happiness. If you're not growing and changing, you're not happy. Research is clear that as people, we are happiest when we are improving. Self-acceptance is important, but self-acceptance is also intended to be a vehicle for positive growth, not for staying stagnant and justifying mediocrity. Moreover, you can't have hope for the future if you don't believe you can change. Trying to force yourself to remain the same stunts hope and happiness. If you're growing but constantly measuring where you are against your ideal, you'll never get there. This will lead you to always being dissatisfied with yourself, which isn't helpful to your future goals, and it robs you of the joy of the distance you've already made. When you rob yourself of the joy of measuring how far you've come, you don't experience happiness, gratitude, or confidence. And when you don't experience these, you actually set lower and less clear goals. Put simply, when you take the time to reflect and measure how far you've come, you'll set clearer and more powerful goals because those goals will be set from a place of confidence, happiness, and gratitude. They'll also be set from a place of tangible measurement, not abstract idealization. The gap versus the gain. How happy, motivated, and successful people approach their goals. Your future growth and progress are now based in your understanding about the difference between the two ways in which you can measure yourself against the ideal, which puts you in what I call the gap, and against your starting point, which puts you in the gain, appreciating all that you've accomplished. When you're in the gap, you feel as though you haven't accomplished anything at all. This is because even though you've moved forward, the ideal remains distant from you. The ideal is a moving target. It might even get bigger, leaving you worse off than where you started if you measure against it. You've also used up time and energy getting to where you are. So if you don't measure the progress, you'll feel like you've wasted that time and energy and have fallen even further behind. But if you turn around and measure your progress against where you started, then you're in the game. And you'll experience a sense of having moved forward, of having achieved something, and you'll be motivated to continue on to your next stage of growth. Here are two definitions of ideal. Satisfying one's conception of what is perfect, most suitable. Existing only in the imagination, desirable or perfect, but not likely to become a reality. And here are two definitions of a goal. The object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result. A specific, measurable and time-bound outcome or experience a person is seeking. Once you've made tangible progress on your goals, it's important to measure, track, and report your progress. That progress should clearly be measured against where you were when you set your targets, not against some vague imagination. Some adults try not to engage in make-believe anymore because they think it's childish. 
But I don't think we ever really outgrow it. In fact, I think that make-believe is the basis for all our motivations in life. Children are generally considered more imaginative and creative than adults. This isn't actually true. The ability to imagine and fantasize about the future never actually goes away. Some adults constrain themselves from indulging too deeply into their fantasies because the positive emotions related to those fantasies are quickly shattered by the pain of their reality. Or they've experienced a disappointment that comes from achieving goals and not feeling satisfied. Indeed, people adapt quickly, and if the target for happiness is always moving and in the future, it's impossible to reach. Hence, those powerful and positive emotions end up being reframed in the memory as negative, which creates a negative association between goals and happiness in people. Thus, people stop setting goals and develop a personality of being comfortable where they are, and never truly happy. Again, it doesn't have to be this way. This process Dan Sullivan has created allows you the playfulness, the excitement, and the motivation involved in creating ideals and dreams for your future. Lots of science has found play to be extremely important for productivity and creativity. Very successful people see play as essential for creativity. Play leads to brain plasticity, adaptability, and creativity. Nothing fires up the brain like play. There is a burgeoning body of literature highlighting the extensive cognitive and social benefits of play, including enhance memory and focus, improve language learning skills, creative problem solving, improve mathematical skills, Increased ability to self-regulate, an essential component of motivation and goal achievement. Then there's the social aspects, cooperation, teamwork, conflict resolution, leadership, skill development, control of impulsive and aggressive behavior. One of the core learning styles is imagining, and it's something that few people allow themselves to do enough. Imagining and fantasizing are learned skills, which can also be like muscles that atrophy. If you don't develop these muscles, you'll lack the creativity and excitement of pursuing crazy dreams and ideals. You'll grow up, as they say, and settle for reality as society and the norms around you have deemed it. Instead of such a bleak and uninspiring existence, you want to spend a great deal of time fantasizing about your future. You want to dream big and dream creatively. You want it to be fun and playful. Set no boundaries on your ideals and what you imagine. The more immersive you can get into make-believing, which is creating a make-believe future or ideal, the better. You want to experience all the excitement, anticipation, and motivation that comes out of that possible future. These emotions drive you forward. But again, they aren't the emotions you'll experience when you get to your intended goal. 
Your future should be big, fun, and playful. Your future should always be bigger than your past. The more playful the imagining and the more immersive, clear, and specific you get about that imagining, the more creative and powerful will be the goals that you set to strive for that ideal. However, it's important to realize a few things. This ideal that you are forming is always changing. Once you reach a destination, your ideals and fantasies will change. These dreams and ideals are the direction for guiding and creating tangible goals to move towards. If you constantly measure yourself against your ideals, you'll be living in what Dan Sullivan calls the gap, which will create feelings of unhappiness and dissatisfaction. Instead of measuring yourself against your ideals, happiness and satisfaction come by measuring yourself against where you were when you formulated the ideals and set the tangible goals. When you measure yourself against where you were, you live in the gain, which helps you realize and appreciate how far you've come. According to psychological research, the anticipation of an event is almost always more powerful than the event itself. Both positive and negative events are generally more emotionally charged in your head than the actual experience ends up being. Very quickly, we adapt to our new experience and the event itself is underwhelming compared to how we imagined it to be. Because we adapt so quickly, it's easy to take for granted where we currently are. Moreover, because our ideals and dreams are like horizon, which is constantly moving, we never reach our ideals. The horizon always moves, no matter where you are. It's the direction, not the destination. This is what creates feelings of unhappiness and dissatisfaction. We quickly adapt to where we currently are and our ideals are always out of reach. This is living in the gap. We mistakenly believe that our experience, once we hit our goals, should be the playful and exciting emotions we had when we were imagining the goal. This is not the case. The playful and joyful experiences of imagining our dreams and ideals are not the experiences we are to have in the future. We have those experiences to draw us forward. Actually, when you expect these same emotions to be what you'll experience when you get there, you downplay their importance. These emotions are both a means to an end and an end in themselves. They are a means to an end of allowing you to create highly specific goals which lead to growth and happiness. But they are an end in themselves because the playful anticipation and excitement of ideals is a beautiful part of life. Don't downplay these emotions. Allow them to be what they are. You get to experience them again and again as you continue to expand your horizons and your dreams. Once you've developed that horizon... You then need to set tangible, measurable, challenging, and time-bound goals to move towards that horizon. 
Specifics must be measured against specifics. Trying to measure a specific against a generality is not real measurement. Setting up a goal of making 10 million is specific, and you'll feel successful once you've done that by measuring from there back to where you started. But if you have the imprecise goal of being wealthy, that's a generality. You may never feel like you've achieved it. And even if you do feel as though you have, this feeling won't last because it's not grounded in specific reality. The goal being wealthy will continue to change and always seem out of reach. If your goals are not specific and measurable, then you won't be able to measure your progress. If you can't clearly discern the progress you're making, you won't know where you actually are. You won't experience the joy, gratitude, and confidence of growth. If you don't enjoy the gratitude and confidence of growth, you won't operate as well in the future and you won't set bigger targets to strive for. When you don't set clear targets and measure yourself against what you've gained, then you cheat yourself out of your past, present, and future. You cheat yourself out of your past because you never take the time to appreciate and measure against it. You cheat yourself out of your present because without measurement, you never know where you truly are. You cheat yourself out of your future because without happiness, gratitude, and confidence, you won't imagine and create more compelling ideals and goals. Here are the psychological benefits of measuring your progress against where you were. Being happy allows you to work more effectively. It allows you to embrace your experiences more fully. It allows you to be far more open to feedback. Happiness is a powerful way to create high performance. It will also give you the clarity to create better plans, which according to research will give you more hope and expectancy in your future that you'll achieve those goals. According to psychology's hope theory, hope reflects your perceptions regarding your capacity to clearly conceptualize goals, develop the specific strategies to reach those goals. Hope is a byproduct of confidence, which is a byproduct of past success. Thus, as you set clear and measurable goals and measure your progress, you'll recognize the changes and progress you make. This will give you both confidence and hope, which will allow you to set bigger ideals and dreams in the future and to make better plans and strategies for achieving those goals. This is how you increase your motivation over time, according to one of the core theories of motivation, known as expectancy theory. Motivation involves three components. The value you place on your goal, your belief that specific behaviors will actually facilitate the outcomes you desire, your belief in your own ability to successfully execute the behaviors requisite to achieving your goals. 
As your happiness, confidence, and hope increase, your motivation will increase. This motivation comes because you expect to achieve your goals and you highly value those goals. As you become more confident as a person, you'll stop setting goals that society has placed on you. Your goals will come from inside and be uninhibited by the standards and expectations of those around you. Instead, You'll purposefully surround yourself with better mentors, teachers, and collaborators, which will allow your dreams and ideals to expand far beyond what you could conjure up on your own. Psychologists call this the transforming self, and it's the highest level of conscious evolution. You're constantly seeing yourself improve. You're grateful and appreciate that progress. You spend just as much time soaking in the gains as you do imagining and indulging in the dreams. You then use your gains and the confidence you've built to get back to the playful and fascinating process of imagining new ideals. One other potent psychological benefit of measuring the gain is gratitude, which has nearly unlimited benefits to well-being, happiness, and high performance. Gratitude may be the most important key to success. It has been called the mother of all virtues. Growth and gratitude go hand in hand. Yet those who only focus on the gap, the ideal, rob themselves of much of the benefits of gratitude. Here are just a few benefits of gratitude. Gratitude makes you happier. It makes other people like you. It makes you healthier. It boosts your career and your aspirations. It strengthens your emotions. It develops your personality. It makes you more optimistic. It reduces materialism, increases spirituality, makes you less self-centered, increases your self-esteem, improves your sleep, keeps you away from the doctor, by strengthening physiological functioning. It lets you live longer and increases your energy level. It makes you more likely to exercise, helps you bounce back from challenges, makes you feel good, makes your memories happier, reduces feelings of envy, helps you relax, makes you friendlier, helps your relationships, make you look good, deepens your friendships, make you a more effective leader, helps you network, increases your goal achievement, improves your decision making, and increases your productivity. It's a beautiful process, and it allows you to experience all of the powerful emotions along the way. It may seem tedious, and sometimes you forget to do it, but let's take a look at the importance of keeping a record of your goals. If you're achievement-orientated, you probably write down your goals and you probably achieve a great deal of them. However, it's powerful and important to regularly go back and examine your previous goals. Even if it was just the goal set for the previous 30 days, it's insane how many of our targets we hit without appreciating it because our targets and ideals are continually moving. 
I recently looked back at my goals from the previous two or three months, and I realized I achieved something that I've wanted to accomplish for a number of years. I had hit a major milestone and didn't even realize or appreciate it because my mind quickly moved to the next ideal, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for setting new targets, but it also robs me of seeing how far I've come. Moreover, when you immediately move from achievement to visualization without taking the time to regularly measure how far you've come, you rob yourself of the satisfaction, happiness, and confidence of accomplishment. Yes, all of these things can be subconscious, your happiness, satisfaction, and confidence, but you can compound the experience by making them conscious, by actually indulging in the moment and truly appreciating where you currently are versus where you were when you set your goals. You then get all the benefits of the past, which allow you to create a more compelling future. Why, you're probably living your dreams right now. When you measure yourself against the gain, those are the things that you've gained in relationship to your goals, you often realize that you're currently living your dreams right now. Where you are right now may be far beyond your ideals you had even one or two years ago. Yet, you've probably adapted to your current reality and are now striving for newer and bigger ideals. But if you take the time to examine your previous goals, you often realize that your current reality is beyond the wildest dreams of your past. Indeed, your current reality has become your new normal, even though it may have been completely unimaginable to your previous self. Wow. The daily experiences you're currently having are the ideals of your past self just a few short years ago. Appreciate that fact. Allow that fact to create more confidence to set bigger and bigger ideals and clearer and more tangible goals. This is a beautiful and rare process. Enjoy it. Soak it up. Please subscribe on iTunes and share if you enjoyed it and found it useful because this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.